Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, what are you guys having for dinner tonight? That's what we want to know. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. No, seriously. What are you having for dinner tonight? 651-641-1071. This should be an indication of how little the celebrities are doing to entertain us right now. If ever you find us asking the question, what are you having for dinner tonight? Rest assured it's because, well, the celebrities are asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. And also, this is something we began doing early in our uh, coronavirus trajectory of storytelling. Right, Colleen? Right. So, um, because I think we found ourselves making a lot of food. Yeah. (laughs) Because, well, we weren't able... There weren't a lot of other options. We weren't able to really do much in the way of restaurants Mm -hmm. other than delivery, which is a perfectly acceptable option and sustained a lot of businesses through some very difficult and dark times, hopefully, that are behind us. Fingers crossed. Keep your damn masks on so we don't have to do this again because otherwise we're going to keep doing this segment and finding out what What you're you're having having for for dinner. dinner. But I technically do need something to make for dinner tonight. Mm. So I'm hoping that our listeners will come through with some options that suit my palate. Well, we have (laughs) two (laughs) listeners patiently holding to share what they're having for dinner tonight. Thank you. Lay them on us. Who's first? All right. Let's go to Elaine first. Hi, Elaine. It's a wonderful name. My mother's named Elaine. Uh, Is this Bradley's mother, Elaine? No. Oh, okay. Um, hello, Elaine. hello, not Bradley's mother, um, Elaine. Nice Hi. to meet you. What are you having for dinner tonight? Crock pot teriyaki chicken <gasps> with sticky rice. Ooh. Okay, this all re- sounds really good. The, I do not remember the last time I made teriyaki chicken. So tell us how you make the teriyaki no, chicken in your crock pot. Where'd you get your recipe? So you throw some boneless maybe skin on or skinless chicken thighs in the crock pot. Oh, yes. Then you find yourself a bottle of sugar-free teriyaki marinade. Oh, where do you find sugar-free teriyaki? Cub. Okay. And um, you just throw about half of the bottle in there. I don't marinate it overnight. I just cook it in about half of the bottle, and Mm. then I make sticky rice on the stove, and that's the end of that. It sounds so good. Uh, and so you just serve the chicken on top of the rice. Correct. Well, in my house, it's serve yourself. So however you fix your plate is how you're going to eat it. That's oh, up I love to it. you. Keep it, do keep you, it efficient. Do you uh, do you great. garnish it with some green onions or anything like that? Or do you just 
Um, no. Okay, I was just curious. Um, I don't you know. Could. I could. I might. In the I, refrigerator. I might. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you so I, much. I love Elaine. Thank you so much for calling, Elaine. <laughs> that was fantastic. No. Also, you I'm might. Not, I'm not kidding you. Go I'm for putting, it. I'm putting that on my menu plan for next week. That looks so good. I do love a good teriyaki. I haven't mm. had a teriyaki chicken since... Probably the '90s when my mom was what? cooking for me. I'm dead serious. You know, I I um we used I to g- eat that all the time when I was growing up. Yeah, very '90s. It is. Well, right? yeah, because it was one of the like four approved flavor uh, experiences yeah, we were a, allowed to have. There was a chicken have. by George. That was chicken no, literally. So I'm for serious. you, for you kids who uh, were born after, like you know, I don't know the ni- the turn of the century yeah for those of us who came from the 1900s we had four <laughs> flavors mm-hmm. um for dinner mm-hmm. and and teriyaki frankly was like well that, that was, was when you were having an international guard. experience yes yeah yes. mm-hmm. what were yes. the other four flavors tomato basil was a tomato was basil an option. lemon pepper. lemon pepper was a big one and that was like Which, your diet flavor can we can we just admit <laughs> how trashy life must have been a flavor mm-hmm. was basically just lemon and pepper, the two most basic things in the pantry. Oh my gosh, I'm dying right now. Pepper <laughs> and a lemon. That's it. Anyway, so we had lemon, pepper, tomato, basil, teriyaki, teriyaki and maybe barbecue. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That would be... And barbecue is just, let's be honest, just code for sugar. Yeah, that's your celebration meal. I feel <laughs> right? like if you got really fancy, maybe you had pesto. Oh, Ooh, I yes. don't know. That was... That's a late 90s yeah. experience. And that was... A, you d- couldn't do that every week. That by was any real means. exotic. My mother um, would not have served pesto. She would have mm. been like, what's this green stuff? <laughs> do we have anybody else on the oh, line? Oh, yeah, we have a lot of people. So oh, let's wonderful. go to Kathy. Okay, hi, Kathy. Kathy, what you having for dinner tonight? It must be Asian theme day because I am having Szechuan, no, Cantonese fried noodles and shrimp. Ooh, Ooh. how do you make your Cantonese fried noodles? Um, you get these Chinese noodles at the store and you boil them for just two minutes so they're al dente. And then you put them in a pan with oil and garlic and you fry the noodles until they're crispy. Okay. Oh, and then yeah. you put this delicious sauce with soy sauce and oyster sauce um, in it and um, green onions. Yum. Do you serve so, it with so meat you... or is it just vegetarian? Yeah. Um, I served it last time with teriyaki chicken. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and um, tonight we're doing uh, shrimp. Okay, putting that on my list too. I just looked it up and we're good yeah. to go. So what did you look I up? I it on Pinterest. I did Cantonese uh, fried noodles. Yeah. All right. Is what I looked up. And then it's it looks like there's a number of different recipes and you can be versatile with your protein. Yes. And then it has like shredded cabbage and shredded carrots. I love and it. you can put bean sprouts. It in looks kinda want. like a lo mein or like a um I forget what we call it in Japanese, but it looks real good. Like udon. It looks so yummy. Looks thank very you. Very tasty. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your call, Kathy, and thank you for Yaki the recipe. Soba, that's what I was thinking of. So I am now I have two dinner options for next week and you know the yakisoba which is basically what she just said Mm -hmm. you can do that with ground beef Mm -hmm. see the proteins are versatile yeah um who else do we have on the line holly (laughs) we have jim on the line hey jim what are you having for dinner tonight bacon lettuce and tomato sandwiches (gasps) oh that is a classic i haven't done that in a long long time i haven't had those since childhood honestly really it it doesn't get any more summer 
You are so right. I mean, I cooked, oh, that sounds so great. I cooked three pounds of bacon on my grill last night. I got some uh, fresh-ish tomatoes. How many people are you feeding here, Jim? Well, three or four. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that about works. right. Hey, Jim, I got to ask you. So how are you cooking bacon on the grill? Okay, so it's a wood pellet grill. Yeah. You got to buy the extra thick bacon. Okay. Um, I cook it at about 225. And I just lay the strips out right on the grill, um, probably, I mean, in the ballpark of 20, 25 to 35 minutes per side. And it's just, I mean, you've never had bacon like this. I mean, I don't ever. think I have. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Ridiculous. You, you'll never cook bacon like this All right. any other way. I love it. Thank you so much, Thanks, Jim, Jim, for your call. You would have to do three or four pounds at a time, you know. So that you have a little leftover, because that's kind of labor-intensive. Leftovers. <laughs> okay. Point made. Uh, do we have time for one more call, Holly? Yeah, we have Amy on the line. Hi, Amy. Amy, what are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, I'm making copycat chili cheese burritos from Taco Bell. <gasps> okay, t- chili Stop cheese burrito. How right do you do now. this? Where did you get the I recipe? Th- I found the recipe the other day, because we were craving the Cholitos from Zantigo's. Yeah. Which... The chili cheese burrito is based off of. Yeah, I, guess. I love a good chili cheese burrito. And since we don't have them at Taco Bell anymore, I found the recipe, and it's like ground beef. It's a can of tomato paste mixed with a couple cups of water, some seasonings. You throw in the refried beans. You throw in the uh, ground beef, and you throw in some cheese, and kind of let that all marinate for a little bit, and. Then you get this nice, thick, gorgeous sauce that oh. actually you could use as an enchilada sauce, oh. too, and then roll it in your tortillas. Oh, my gosh. You've made oh, my day. Sounds amazing. Guess meal what planning else is now Colleen? on my list? I'm serious. We just got my entire week there you go. of meals planned. Thank you so much for your call, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Um, and by the way, I she just reminded me of a thing that I should be doing more often, which is, which is looking up the copycat recipes. Oh, yeah. Like, That's I like, forget, talk I forget about YouTube about videos. That. There are tons of YouTube videos on copycat recipes. I forget about that all the time, but I've gotten some really good, like my hey. favorite soup from, uh, from, um, Olive Garden, the Zupa Toscana. Yeah. You talk about that thing regularly. It's so good. Life. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're so rude. Um, hey, hey, I got an idea. What? How about tomorrow? Let's do your favorite copycat recipe. Okay, thank you. Ooh, uh, crowdsource. Let's write that down so we don't forget. Uh, we'll do that in the break. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we got to get the Gooper Scoopers together because mm. Gwyneth's got a new candle oh, on the God. market. And get... I do mean, oh, God. Oh, well, get ready for that after this <laughs> on my talk 1071. Oh, Gwyneth. Quarantine has been very good for her creative juices. This is the Colleen and Bradley oh, show. Don't say that. My talk seriously. <laughs> Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything oh. entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Oh, and by the way, before we get to uh, talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, let's remind everybody to head over to mytalk1071.com and click on the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Uh, we are raising money to um, help lift up and rebuild minority-owned businesses on Lake Street in Minneapolis and in the Midway and Frogtown areas of St. Paul. Uh, And we are doing that with your help. You can donate very easily uh, just by going to that page at mytalk1071.com to the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, uh, and then you can click through to the GoFundMe there. We also want to say thank you to our two matching sponsors, um, Chris Lindahl 
And uh, also, hold on, I want to make sure I get the name right. Uh, An Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota. So thank you to our matching sponsors today. Now, we have to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. And when we do that, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that's dumb on Gooper. Cover your little one's ears. Gwyneth Paltrow has a candle that smells like my... I can't say it. Schmorgasm. Oh, my God. So Gwyneth Paltrow on her website is now selling a $75 candle Mm -hmm. that's, quote, smells like my schmorgasm. No. And this is from the Bougie Parfumerie. Okay. This is is that what she calls it? That is the appropriate pronunciation. No, this comes as a uh, bookend to the other candle she sold. Mm -hmm which you might remember we talked about previously. This candle smells like my <laughs> lady parts. So um, uh, I guess that makes sense. One wonders if the next candle she brings us will smell like something even more disgusting. <laughs> Not that these things are inherently disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Holly. But like oh. nobody wants to smell the can. No, what? I just no. think she thinks she's so funny right now, and it's like nobody asked for this. Also, do you know what schmorgasms smell like? Because I'll tell you. Tell me. A fitting follow-up to the vagina candle, you know the one. This blend is made with, wait for it, tart grapefruit, neroli, ripe cassis berries, blended with gunpowder tea and Turkish rose. Uh, Turkish Rose Absolutes? I don't know what that means. For a scent that's sexy, surprising, and wildly addictive. What is this business we're looking at? Again, I just think, I think she's so, thinks she's so funny. And you know what? Shame, shame, shame. And I don't like to use the word shame because I think shame is corrosive and it's not good. Sometimes shame is a good social tool. Yeah, well, shame on everybody who purchased the vagina candle. Any of these candles. You are encouraging her. I'm going to come up with my own candle, and it's called This Candle Smells Like My... Rick. My what? Rick. Richard. No, I was going to say oh. Schmaint. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess Shmool. I, I would, <laughs> I would Shmarodum. start. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, there's nothing that sounds good about that. Right? Like, I just, I mean, again, to your point, I think. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. She's trying to be clever by half, and actually by half I mean $75. She wants me to pay $75 to smell her smorgasm. Yeah, The first candle's sold out. I'm so angry about that. You guys, don't do this. Do this. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, because if that wasn't enough, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them. Schneebags. And we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. What's going on over there? I just am having a lot of emotions, and <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but I just needed to breathe them out. And so, yeah! and is it, so, is it that thing I was telling you about? That, and just like everything, breathe so many in, things. Three your nose and your There's mouth. a lot of D-bags, peeps, There's and I wish we could D-bags. share all of them with you, but we can't. But we got to keep it uh, entertainment-focused, and thus, Lee, we will tell you about those uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. Of the day. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Um, this dumb article about Kate Middleton's vegetarian kebabs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, do tell. So I came across this article, and also celebrities aren't doing their jobs lately, so I'm just miffed. But I mean, so generally they're all D-bags for They're that. all D-bags. All of you! The whole lot of you. But uh, in the process, I came across this lazy article about Kate Middleton, the Kate Middleton inspired veggie skewer. What does that even mean? It's just a dumb fake recipe that they're trying to attribute to Kate Middleton. And it's from The Beat. And I'm sorry, these are probably lovely people. The Beat, I imagine, is some sort of health vegetarian. They have a two week clean eating plan. They have healthy banana protein cookies. Oh, beet as in vegetable beet. Yeah. Get it? Like, it's the beet. But it's vegetables. Right? It's dumb. It is. Anyway, okay, so this article comes from, um, well, it's ju- it just reads like trash. The royal family is known for its long-held traditions. Let's not get into all of them. Not right now. Including hunting. And for many generations, that meant they ate uh, all nature of game hens and wild meats. Things change, however. People evolve. And one of these shifts appears to be what's for dinner. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) FYI. No, this is dumb. Go on. So it turns out um, Kate has a lot of healthy choices. I feel bad because like these are probably very nice people, but I'm in a mood. So I need to let you know that... Um, <laughs> We're taking it out on this. Kate's right? diet choices are always of interest to her fans, who are curious to know what she eats behind closed doors, which is just creepy and weird. I don't need to know what she's eating behind closed doors. It's just a weird way of phrasing. Anyway... Um, as a member of the royal family, even the smallest detail that we glimpse of her eating habits becomes news. So when Middleton loved veggie kebabs on her trip, the vegetarians who followed her wanted to know more. 
such as exactly how to make it. No, nope, nope. And this is where I melt all the way down. Yay. Because if you need a recipe for grilling any kind of kebab... Well, can we just be honest? I don't know what to say to you. You put veggies on a skewer and grill. Done. Um, You throw some seasoning on there for funsies. Now, I I should tell you that the Beat got this article from Hola magazine. I think that's like the Spanish version of Hello. Mm -hmm. Right? Or is that a different one? I don't know. But it references both Hello magazine and Hola. Um, Anyway, so the article itself, would you like to know what it, uh, I have the recipe you or not the, the article, recipe? the recipe itself? Yeah, please read it. It's so dumb. I, I can't. Okay, so. Again, if Kate you Middleton's. can't, hold on. If you can't oh. look at a picture of a kebab and figure out what the then recipe is. Then you're just is, a big fat kaboob. I don't know what to do with you. You're a kaboob. <laughs> exactly. If you can't figure out a kebab recipe, you're a kaboob. It's true. Here's oh. the vegetable skewers recipe. Four medium red onions chopped in large chunks. Four medium zucchini chopped in large chunks. Two 16-ounce packs of Monterey whole white mushrooms. One large eggplant chopped, chopped in, in large, large chunks. chunks. Two medium red way, bell peppers. Which actually is a, is going to be a chapter in my autobiography. <laughs> Chopped in large chunks. Two medium red bell peppers. Chopped, Chopped in large, large chunks. chunks. Two medium yellow bell peppers. Chopped in large chunks. Some pepper to taste. Oh, don't forget about the quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's for flavor. No, actually, it's just to keep it from burning. But so basically, this recipe is crap. They do give you a recipe for chimichurri sauce. And I would just like to... I would just like to indicate that um, it's just like some stuff. It's not really anything I mean, fancy. you can Google it. If yeah. you're like, how do I make a chimichurri? You just... And also, it's not Google Kate it. Middleton. It's not her recipe. Somebody just made that up. No, because somebody looked at a picture of kebabs and was like, I think I can I think I can copy this. I mean, you know, Kate Middleton like read this and was like, What? We didn't eat what? Can we also just talk about uh, the, I'm gonna no. You know yep, we're gonna get nope, an email that's go. like, You guys have never had I know the beauty of vegetables on the grill. No, but here's the thing. Yes, I have. I have. I love grilled vegetables. I told you we were in a mood, you guys. I love to make kebabs. What Pinterest has done to the world, and I love Pinterest. Do not yeah, get me do. wrong. I love me some Pinterest. I got my own cookbooks on there, right? Because like, that's where I get a lot of ideas. But some of what people share on Pinterest, I'm like, we've lost the art of like playing in the kitchen. <laughs> and just being okay with like... I don't need a recipe for kebabs. <laughs> it's kind of reminds me saying? of what's her name, the ex-wife of uh, the New York governor. Oh, uh, uh, Reed Sa- Drummond. No, Sandra no. Lee. Sandra oh my Lee. god! Sorry, sorry. Pioneer I get them woman. All backwards. Please don't, uh, Sandra D. Mm-hmm. Sandra O. Sandra Lee. Sandra Lee. Lee. Okay, so Sandra Lee. She's like, wasn't she the she dump the lady? Semi homemade cook. Yeah. Like she, she opens just, cans. Yeah. And dumps them into things. Yeah. yeah that's what cooks. I feel like half the time people are like, can I have your recipe for blank? It's literally just dump some stuff in a bowl, right. which again, I am all for that because it's convenient and easy. 
but you don't write a whole article entitled blankety blanks signature blank recipe right that's not a recipe right that's a like i need to put food on that's the table assembly yeah yeah you are food assembling assembly, ingredients which totally totally justifiable and yes um necessary and putting your assembling ingredients and putting them on a heating element and it, that is a valuable skill in and of for itself for sure but it also does not require any reading material well also right? to then create this fairy tale that kate middleton you know sat down and penned uh, a recipe for her signature kebabs right that she passes down on a little recipe card <laughs> that only, to her children. Yeah, that like comes down from her family Which, for generations. Uh, I mean, since we're on the topic then, why don't we take to task one of my other favorites, which is uh, um, Chris Jenner, who actually oh has a cookbook. Yes. And what is irritating about such a thing... She just is, Googled recipes. Yeah, it's full of her family recipes. Well, I mean, like, family recipes are just recipes that your grandma got out of the Betty Crocker cookbook and maybe added her own special <laughs> twist to. just shaded your grandma. <laughs> I love my grandma. My grandma had the best. She made good food. She was a great Don't cook. you love, too, how everybody's like, my, our family's potato salad recipe is the best. And it's, Your family's it's potato on the salad back of the Hellman's is literally jar. everyone's <laughs> potato right? salad yeah. like it's the one that is written on the jar <laughs> yes but my grandmother used rotting pickle juice then okay. that's her special ingredient why are and we then being we could... so mean to people's like know. nostalgia especially after we just got <laughs> done talking about what's, what's for dinner tonight and we got a bunch of recipes and from pinterest yeah, can we I'm just call make... them assemblapies well, yes, especially where the crockpot is concerned. Yeah. I and again, love no the shame pot. in an assemblapee, but I think we just need to delineate between a recipe and, and an, an assemblapee. A recipe has multiple steps. Like maybe you have to make one sauce and then assemble half of another thing, and then you mix and match, yeah. and then you do. But if you're opening jars, that's, that's an, an assemblapee. Totally. Yeah. Which is great because those are delicious. They are delicious. There is a place for My them. My mom I makes would the never best. Turn it down. The best chef boyardi. <laughs> we don't I, even have time to talk no, about any more d bags. No. Oh, go I, ahead, Alice. Oh, I was just going to add. If you want to just cringe this afternoon and mm. get some secondhand embarrassment, if you're you, not already, <laughs> if you're not already, you can do that by looking up in the kitchen with Chris a collection of Kardashian recipes. Right? Doesn't she have like a cheesecake? <laughs> I don't remember. And it's literally, but the thing I love about it is because, again, I'm all for that kind of stuff, like celebrity whatevers, or like, I love cookbook authors. I mean, I like cookbooks, but but good ones will tell you, this is not anything new. I, this is just what I do. This is a right. good standard blank recipe. But people like Kris Jenner try to like sell you the idea that they sat like over the last 20 years they've like perfected their cheesecake recipe right and just to prove like i can i can live in both worlds like i can't tell you how many rachel ray assemblapies i've made yeah like i can't even tell you i have met, made multiple 30 minute five ingredient meals that are straight no, again, out of no her. shame no shame at all that said 
I used to cringe when I would watch her cooking shows because I was afraid a finger was going to show up in, you know, because she was just like a really hasty chopper. And like, I just, yeah, hasty chopper. she was a hasty chopper. She still probably is. Oh. I don't know. I don't watch her make food anymore. Guess what's on the back of <laughs> Chris what? Jenner's cookbook. What? Kebabs. Stop. Yeah. No, she's got some beef kebabs. Assemble a pea. Oh my gosh. I think it's only $6 at Walmart. I might buy it just to thumb through it. Oh God. What? You're giving, you're going to give her money? I don't know. Go to the library. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? That's a, thank you for remember, for reminding me that I paid my fine and now I can, I can shop the library shelves with ease. Thank you. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley, I want to tell you about a show that you used to watch and love one day at a time. Oh, yeah. The new version. The new one, yeah. Um, and what they have done in response to the pandemic and wanting to put out some new content. It's really interesting. It actually aired last night. Um, but the story of how they put together the politics episode, which is an animated episode of one day at a time, is really interesting. And I want to tell you about it after this. Okay. On my talk 1071. Uh, I think we should take a second before we uh, get into our conversation to say thank you to some people on the Colleen and Bradley yes. show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, I want to say a, a special thank you to Anonymous, to Hannah, to Anna, I'm sorry, Annie, Teresa, Brenda, another Anonymous, Tracy, Vicky. I want to say thank you to all those people because all those people have made their way over to mytalk1071.com to donate to our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Uh, This is done something we're doing in partnership with the Neighborhood Development Center to help uh, businesses owned by uh, minorities to rebuild and resume their businesses in the wake of the the events that have occurred both in Lake Street in Minneapolis and in the Frogtown and Midway areas of St. Paul. Um, We are raising funds and we are currently up to, this is our third day of fundraising, $31,641. Ta-da! And that is, again, all thanks to our wonderful listeners and to some of our wonderful matching sponsors. Today, Chris Lindahl Real Estate and the Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota are our matching sponsors, and we're so thankful to them. Now, if you want to hear, I I also wanted to throw this out there, um, that if you want to hear, there's a couple different ways that you can hear some of the stories of some of the people who will benefit from the funds that we are raising, that you are helping us raise. Um, There are a number of stories, and we are broadcasting them on our air on MyTalk 107.1, and those are being collected and posted uh, at MyTalk1071.com. So if you want to take a second to just listen to stories of people who will benefit from this fundraising, uh, you can do so very easily at mytalk1071.com. So Bradley? Yeah. Are you there? Are you with me? I wanted to ask you if you have been keeping up with the show one day at a time at all. No, there's a new season uh, that's available. I have not watched it. I've watched the first two seasons of that show and... Frankly, it's just it's an emo- emotional roller coaster that um, it really just 
it turned out to be a far better thing than I thought it was when I first started watching, and I'm so glad that uh, that they brought it back. So they um, that show started on Netflix, mm-hmm. and um, now it was brought back on Netflix. It was brought back on Netflix. Yes, thank you. And but now it airs on Pop TV, and last night they aired um, their season finale. You know, their show was cut short by the pandemic, as so many were. And the inability for them to be in a room together to to tape an episode yeah. um, led them to be pretty innovative about a show, an episode that they had already planned. But they needed to have a new way of putting it out there mm-hmm. because they couldn't film it all together. So they made an animated special. It's called The Politics. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Episode. It aired last night um, at 8.30. And this is, you know, this is such an interesting... We are seeing so many different shows try to innovate different ways to get their message out and to kind of forward their Mm storylines. This was just a really creative way of doing it. But what is interesting, I read this article, this interview um, with the AV club um, between a reporter and Mike Royce, who is um, one of the showrunners of this new version of one day at a time. And he basically said, you know, we, you'd be surprised at how much of the actual original script that they had planned to do live action is actually in this animated episode. The way that they had already written the episode lent itself really well to animation. Mm. So there were there are some like imagined scenarios because it basically is the family sitting around having a conversation about a gathering that they will be having with some people who have different political views than they do. Yeah. And so they are imagining, oh, it could go this way or it could go that way. And they have these interesting scenarios that actually lent themselves well to animation. So each of the actors in their very own home voiced their role just as they would if they were together. And they assembled it into this animated episode that almost has like a Simpsons-esque slash... um, No, it's like better than The Simpsons. It reminds me of the animation in the show Phineas and Ferb, Mm -hmm. which is on the Disney Channel, which you probably don't watch. But 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 it does... It's like caricatures of the characters that you know. Yeah, no, I think it's a genius idea. Yeah. I mean, it allows them to finish the story, and it does so in a way that you know plays to the strengths of this moment, which are you can't be in the same room together. So, yeah, I I look forward to watching the the whole season at some point. It is, I will say, it's it's like a show that um, I enjoy it when I watch it. And the first the first two seasons in particular were very emotional, so I know there'll be some emotions around this. They do such a wonderful job, as I think most Lor- Norman Lear shows do, of bringing in really topical issues, timely issues, things that are uncomfortable for a lot of people to think about, whether it's race, um, you know, sexism, social um, class, lots, lots of different, you know, issues that a lot of people don't maybe want to contemplate when they're watching a sitcom. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't think you do watching the show, 
you will find yourself being grateful for those conversations with people and characters that are actually, you know, um, I don't know what the word is, not fun to watch, but like they do such a good job embodying um, those conversations. The other thing I think is so interesting is that, you know, some shows may have just said like, oh, okay, well, we'll just you know, cut and run, like Mm -hmm. we won't finish the season. But this is such a timely and topical to your point show that that they took seriously the fact that they that they wanted to tell the story and tell it in some way in a way that got it across and they found a way to do that during this time of pandemic that the message that is that it contains is not only so important but also so timely and present right now mm-hmm. um because and and relatable right like we all can relate to the idea of being in a room with and and having a conversation with people who have politically different views than we do yeah and how do you navigate such a conversation this one of course the, the you know the, this will be nuanced in the way that um makes sense for the characters on that show but it is certainly a relatable topic in this day and age and this is on what network again it's on pop tv which some i don't know that all cable or you know streaming networks carry pop tv um but that's the network that carries this show, Pop TV, and it was so on, presumably it now it's night. available to stream the whole series. One would season. one would imagine because yeah, it aired last night at at eight thirty here locally on Pop TV. And so if you have DVR, I don't know, I haven't kept up on this show, but I may just watch the animated episode only because I'm so curious about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, it also um, features. Among others, you know, the regular characters on the show, but also Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, cool. And Gloria Estefan. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what food would you like to competitive eat and why? All of them. No, but you got to be strategic. What food would you competitive eat and why? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.